This is Annie Stevens-Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. This is the Holy Eucharist, Rite 2, with Baptism for November 27, 2022.
Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Redeemer. It is a joy and a privilege to come together to have the opportunity to worship with you. I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time or for the first time in a long time. What an amazing thing it is that we have the opportunity to gather together. And I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us on our live stream. Hello and welcome. We're grateful that you're here with us as well in the way that you can be. Uh, we'd love to get to know you better, and you can find out more about us on our website. That's redeemer-cincy.org, redeemer-cincy with a y.org. You can click on the About tab there, and you can learn more about us and contact us so we can learn more about you. I just have a few announcements this morning that I want to let you all know before we begin. Uh, first and foremost, I'm so excited today that we get to welcome a new member into the life of this church. Ava Noel Schildnick is going to be brought into the life of this church this morning through the sacrament of holy baptism. What a joy that is. And so we get to have that today as we begin our Advent season. Today is the beginning of our Advent season, uh, the beginning, our preparations for Christmas. And um, as you can see, we've switched over to the blue. We've got the Advent candle lit. We've got a lot going on. And I want to let you know about a few things uh, that I would like to have on your radar. First, today in worship, we're going to be trying something a little bit new in worship today, at least new for this group lately, which is that we'll all be singing the psalm together. Now, when the time comes for the psalm, our uh, conductor, our choral man, uh, Brett, will come on up and help teach you and lead you through that psalm, and then we will sing that psalm together. All throughout Advent, we'll be singing the psalm. So I would just like to ha you to have that on your radar. Then after the service today, we will have our first Episcopal Advent Education Hour. That'll be in the parlor, and that'll be happening at the 10 o'clock hour uh, each Sunday throughout Advent. Today, uh, we will have a group talking about the topic of generosity in Advent, and we will have John Calhoun, Tim House, and oh, me, I'll be there as well. So the th I'll be ready for that. So the three of us will be, uh, joining, will be joining each other in the parlor uh, for our, our, the beginning of our Episcopal Advent uh, uh, Education Hour. I hope you'll join us for that. If you want to hang out here, but you don't want to join the Education Hour, please be with us in the Great Hall for our coffee hour. There will be coffee and treats, and you can hang out there. And of course, we have formation opportunities for people of all ages during that time. We invite children ages 3 to 10 through 10 to gather for Kids Chapel. They can go to the chapel now and will return at the peace. Um, I want to remind you all today uh, that our annual giving campaign is winding up, um, which means if you haven't already, it is time for you to make your financial commitment to the Church of the Redeemer for 2023. You can do this on your app, as I have done very easily, or on the website. We have had a couple people who have some issues with that. If you do have issues, do not hesitate to contact me or our finance officer, Debbie. We will walk you through that and help you out. If you have any questions about your pledge, if you have any questions about uh, what that looks like for you, please do not hesitate to contact me. I'm glad to talk it over with you. It'll be a confidential and utterly shame-free conversation. That is my promise to you. Uh, but I hope that you will uh, consider that. You can also use a pledge card, which is in the narthex. You can fill that out and drop it in one of the designated giving spots there. We have lots of programming planned for Advent. Please make sure to check our website under the Connect tab for the Advent page, as well as on the app, there's an Advent button on our app. These are all of the things that I'm going to say uh, now. So now we get to actually worship together. I invite you, please, as you are able to stand as we begin our worship.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is one body and one spirit. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. pray. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the prophet Isaiah, the word that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest in the mountains and shall be raised above the hills all the nations shall stream to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we make it, may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge the nation between the nations and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords, swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come. 
Let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. As Phil mentioned, we are going to be singing the psalm together through the season of Advent. So you could see that you do have the tune printed in your bulletin, so I would encourage you to pull this out. I mean, you have only yourselves to blame because you've been singing along so well that we thought we would try this grand experiment. So what we're going to do is that, uh, let me just give you a bit of instruction as to how this works. You've heard the choir sing Anglican chant for the last several weeks. So this is a simplified version of what we do as a choir. So the only thing you really need to know is that when you see a little vertical dash in the text, that means that you change notes. That's it, that's, that's all you need to know, right? So as you follow along with the text, that's when we change. So to make it easier this morning, what we're going to do is that we're gonna take it a couple of verses at a time. So the choir is going to sing the first two verses and then I'll turn around and say, go, and then we'll sing the same two verses. So we'll have just heard the two verses. The one thing that will be a little different is that at the end, seven, eight, and nine, we will sing together. And the one trick is that verse nine does the second part of the melody, but you'll hear that as well. So do your best. This will be the same tune we do all through Advent. Um, so show me what you got, all right? Okay, let's stand choir.
congratulations. It's your first Anglican chant. We'll continue to do that. Wonderful. I heard you singing. We'll keep on doing that. Awesome. A reading from Paul's letter to the Romans. You know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not reveling in drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh to gratify its desires. The word of the Lord. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. On the Mount of Olives, Jesus said to his disciples privately about his coming. But about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together, one will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known 
and what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of our lips and the meditations of all our hearts always be acceptable to you, O Lord. Amen. You know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. This seems like a timely message for a Sunday morning following a Thanksgiving weekend holiday. This past week at the six o'clock Wednesday night service, we read the readings for Thanksgiving Day. And one person commented upon how Thanksgiving was absolutely their favorite holiday because it was all about food. It was very simple. It was all about food. No worrying about gifts, no worrying about other things just food and being together. Some of us may have relished delicious meals over this weekend. Time with family and friends, meeting new people, interesting conversations. Some of us may have experienced a quieter Thanksgiving this year, just a few people at home or in a favorite restaurant. Some worked hard on Thanksgiving. Some spent days in advance in the kitchen at home, and some in our restaurant industry had a very, very busy day. And some of us perhaps was ready to just get Thanksgiving done. Um, some of us are not as fond of the holidays because they, they bring up feelings of loneliness, feelings of loss. Regardless of how we might have spent our Thanksgiving, sleep might have been a part of that. Whether it was falling asleep after a Thanksgiving meal in front of some big football game, whether it was dozing off, reading a book quietly, choosing a nap, just the gift of a nap, crashing after a lot of work. Sleep may have been another delicious part of Thanksgiving. And sleep is a beautiful thing. It's a critical thing for our health, our wellness. Many of us, particularly in, in the group here today, may be feeling a little sleep deprived. Those with little babies may be longing for a bit more sleep. Those with busy lists going on in their head may be feeling a need for more sleep. 
Sleep is really healthy. And that kind of sleep is not what Paul is talking about. Paul's letter to the Romans urges everyone to wake from sleep. You know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. Paul was writing his letter in about the year 57 at a time of considerable internal and external conflict for the Christian community. When we think about conflict in the Christian community, we know that that was not the first time that was experienced, that that has been a long-standing experience of the Christian community. And Paul was also writing with a sense of urgency, that sense that the second coming of Christ could be imminent. The second coming of Christ was not thought to be something way out there, but something that could happen literally any moment. Just as a footnote here, if you want to go deeper into Romans, Phil is leading the Thursday morning Bible study, and that is the book that is being read right now. You can participate on Zoom or in person, but, but check that out if you have an interest in going deeper. In the Gospel reading from Matthew today, Jesus also stretch, stresses that sense of urgency Jesus says, but about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. So there is an urgency in both of these readings, an urgency that perhaps we may not feel quite as acutely in this age, 2,000 years later. And yet, the urgency of these readings, and especially our epistle message today, perhaps has never been greater. You know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. Paul continues, let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. These statements seem very direct in some ways. Yet I found for me to understand what Paul was talking about when he tells us to wake up. Came in the lines immediately preceding our reading today. Paul writes, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So when we digest these words that follow, it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep, we know clearly it has to do with our need to love one another. We all have our patterns of allowing ourselves to be asleep, even in the midst of our waking lives, our relationships, even our relationship with God. 
And sometimes that tendency to be asleep is so habitual that we are not even aware of it. In Phil's sermon last week, he talked about our call to forgive, but not to forget. That frequently we tie these two together, but that Jesus' message was one of forgiveness, not of forgetting. And when I heard his words in that moment, a relationship in my life immediately came to mind. A person once very close to me had done and said some very hurtful things quite a long time ago, and I'd felt betrayed and continually wary. I had not found myself able or even wanting to forget. But in those moments last Sunday, listening to Phil's words, I was aware that I had also not forgiven. I had not forgiven because I'd entangled forgiving and forgetting. And sitting in this very place, I was so aware that I could forgive, that I could see that other person and their fullness. I could imagine what maybe some of their motives had been, what had driven them, what woundedness had been part of their action. And I could find myself seeing them and forgiving them, just in that moment forgiving them. I can only credit God's grace with that. But that forgiveness only happens when we are willing to wake up. I had to see my stuckness, and I had to let loose of my attachment to the old grievance to be able to move to a different place. Maybe some of you have relationships that are troubling if we're ever going to encounter them, it can be over the holidays. Maybe some of us have situations that just, we're just stuck. We just don't know where to go. And I think in those situations, we can become something akin to sleepwalking. We just go through it, we just show up, but we're not awake. Sometimes we need to recognize our own sleepfulness, to wake up to the opportunity to love. In downtown Bible study this past week, one participant spoke of a feeling of deep loneliness that had been very unfamiliar to them. They'd had a lifelong practice of attending church, of prayer, but they found themselves lonely feeling isolated. Many of us have felt those moments. They're very uncomfortable. I can remember receiving a scary diagnosis many, many years ago and literally curling up in a fetal position. And then there was some moment that nudged me out of that fetal position, that some remembrance, maybe nudged by the Holy Spirit, that God was with me. Even in this dark moment, even in this scary time, God was present. God's love, God's unrelenting love was available if I could just loosen up, just open to that right now. Now is the moment for you to wake from sleep. I found myself reflecting on how the term woke 
is frequently heard in political and cultural discourse today. I found myself looking it up at the dictionary and Webster had a full page of definitions online because it is used in different ways. Sometimes it's a positive descriptor of someone aware of and seeking to respond to injustice in our culture. Sometimes it's used as a challenging descriptor of someone who expresses woke views but does not follow through with action. And sometimes woke is used with harsh judgment against individuals and systems who challenge old systems and values. Yet being awake is inherent in our baptismal vows. It is inherent. Shortly we will be asked, will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? And we will respond, I will with God's help. We couldn't do it otherwise, but we can with God's help. This morning, in a few minutes, we will have the joy of baptizing Ava Noel Schiltnick. When we look into this little one's eyes this morning, we can see the light of Christ, the light of love. When we witness the parents, godparents, grandparents, and other family and friends looking on, we see wakeful love for this little one and love for each other. And we are blessed to be a community of love and support surrounding all. God's love is so palpable at these times. Immediately following the baptism, Phil, as celebrant, will pray, sustain her, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit, give her an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. We might translate this to other than nap time and bedtime, we are praying to God to keep her awake. Keep her awake, wake from sleep, inquire, discern, will, persevere, know and love God. Appreciate the, with joy and wonder all of creation. Be awake, don't fall asleep. And isn't that a message we all need to hear? every day that we need to hear. So on this first Sunday of Advent, we enter this beautiful season of waiting, of expectancy, of anticipation of something new, awaiting the birth of Christ. So let us be watchful, awake, and present to what comes. What calls to be awakened in each of us? What do we need to wake up to as we walk the path of love? Let's stay awake and see. Amen.
The candidate for holy baptism will now be presented. Will you be responsible for seeing that the child you present is brought up in the Christian faith and life? Will you, by your prayers and witness, help this child to grow into the full stature of Christ? Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your savior? Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? Do you promise to follow and obey him as your Lord? Will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support this child in her life in Christ? I invite you please to stand in support of Ava. Ava, look what I got. She's like, oh, they're all watching. You guys want to come up? You can come up. Let us join with these who are committing themselves to Christ and renew our own baptismal covenant. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in the prayers? I will, Will you persevere in resisting evil, and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? Let us now pray for Eva Noel, who is to receive the sacrament of new birth. Deliver her, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Open her heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill her with your body and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep her in the faith and communion of your holy church. Lord, hear our prayer. Teach her to love others in the power of the Spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Send her into the world in witness to your love. Lord, hear our prayer. Bring her to the fullness of your grace and glory. Lord, hear our prayer. Grant, O Lord, that all who are baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, your Son, may live in the power of his resurrection, and look for him to come again in glory, who lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise to you. 
We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt into the land of promise. In it, your son Jesus received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now sanctify this water, we pray you by the power of your Holy Spirit that those who here are cleansed from sin and born again may continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Savior. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Here, bud. There you go. Oh, I'm so excited. You ready? Ava Noel, I baptize you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. She's doing great. We're going to hold this, okay? Here we go. Oh, at this time... Is there anyone having spoken these words and witnessed this baptism who has not been baptized and would like to come forward and be baptized at this time? Okay, then let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit you have bestowed upon this your servant the forgiveness of sin and have raised her to the new life of grace. Sustain her, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give her an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. Let us welcome the newly baptized. We receive you into the household of God, confess the faith of Christ crucified, proclaim his resurrection, and share with us in his eternal priesthood. Let's, let's welcome Ava to this church. Yes. The peace of the Lord be always with you. She did it great. I know you. You did great, buddy. She's like, oh, this is serious. Well, when she, when everybody got up and looked at her, she's like, why is everyone looking at me? Thank you so much. You are wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God.
Friends, before we begin, uh, it is our custom traditionally during um, when we baptize someone, we don't have our normal prayers of the people uh, because we have a prayer for the, for the person who's being baptized. And, uh, but what that often means is that the people for whom we pray each week don't get named when we have a baptism. And we've had two baptism weeks in a row, which is pretty beautiful on one hand. On the other hand, we, did not have, the, we have not had the opportunity in this space, uh, in this service, to say the name George Callard. Our brother George Callard uh, died uh, just the week before last. And we have not had the chance to pray for him and give thanks for his life. And he's a member of this church many long years and someone who uh, means so much to us. So uh, I offer this Eucharist on behalf of George uh, with the knowledge that when we are saying our prayer uh, and we're joining our voices with angels, archangels, and all the company of heaven, that includes those we love who have gone, and we pray with them and not just for them, but with them and alongside them. I invite you please to stand for our Eucharistic prayer, which begins on page 10. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, because in Jesus Christ, our Lord, you have received us as your sons and daughters, made us citizens of your kingdom, and given us the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus, your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have drawn us you have drawn us out of pardon me, in him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, 
We await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country, where with George and all your saints we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the peace. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Now may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of God's Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and remain with you always.
let us go forth into the world rejoicing the power of the Spirit. <laughs>